Welcome. It is eight minutes after the hour. It is Gary on Guns. And uh, I'm pleased to tell you that Megan is in from Black Rifle. Good morning. Good morning. brought in a couple of uh, neat firearms. We're going to get to those in just a couple of minutes. Uh, And then uh, from Rooster Industries... Wrong button. That's uh, that's the chicken button. Sorry about that. Chicken Industries. They're on on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays? On Tuesdays. We got Rooster Industries today. Much better. Yeah, that one. Uh, Doc and Pete, except Doc is gone. Yeah, he had some adulting to do. All right, so we got Pete. (laughs) We're stuck with Pete. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. There are worse things. And you're also down there at Black Rifle. You're... Uh, yeah, I work I work uh, usually one day a week. Is it really work, or does he just show up? Depends on the day. Depends on the day. I sometimes sweep floors. Sometimes. Do what you have sometimes. to. Sometimes. <laughs> you, do, you do what you have to. All right. Uh, I got a call yesterday uh, on the weekday show, and it was a guy who was curious about the marijuana law that we passed here in the state of Missouri, which, uh, in spite of the federal government, says you can get a prescription for medical marijuana, uh, and maybe you're suffering from PTSD or chemotherapy is making you ill. Whatever the reason is, uh, there are lots of people who believe, and, and I tend to think it's true, that uh, marijuana can help with a, a variety of ailments. But if you have a concealed carry permit, own a firearm, or try to purchase a firearm, and you have a prescription for medical marijuana, there are some... Uh, Negative. Uh, there's some negative impacts here. So let's. Uh, I'm going to start with Megan and talk about uh, the the 44. You're you're going to go buy a gun. Yep. You got to fill out this uh, NICS check, and uh, they're going to ask you about. Uh, in in fact, uh, it now even includes a question about medical marijuana. So the question has been relatively the same for quite some time um but they have actually added a bolded warning after the question um so the question is are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant stimulant narcotic drug or any other controlled substance and in bold it says warning the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law, regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. So regardless of what your state says, this is a federal law, a federal form that you are filling out. So if you're a user, you're supposed to answer yes to that. That's a no-go. So the moment you uh, get that prescription, you can no longer walk into a licensed gun dealer. Correct. And honestly fill out that form. And you don't want to lie on that form either because you might subsequently get caught. And if I'm not mistaken, that's a sworn statement, is it not? Yes. That means it's perjury if you you lie. Yep. Actually, a couple years ago, we talked to a dealer out of Colorado and asked them about it. when, When it was kind of starting to make waves in Missouri, and he said that he's actually had users come in and use their medical marijuana card as proof of id oh. and yes. he gets to look at that and go leave you can't purchase anything bummer yep all right so uh pete uh let's say that um i am a concealed carry permit holder uh and i get a prescription for medical marijuana is my concealed carry permit still valid uh, technically no because technically you're in violation of federal law 
If you are a user of marijuana, federal law considers you a prohibited possessor. And the problem with a lot of these medical and recreational marijuana laws is that there is no follow-on instructions on how to actually comply with federal law and uh, federal gun laws uh, on what to do, where to take your guns. If you're gonna, so the short answer is pick one. You can you can have your marijuana or you can have your guns, not both. All right, I already own a firearm, and I have the prescription. I leave the firearm in my home for self-protection. Government has no way of knowing, do they, that I have a a, a gun at home and a permit, uh, a, a, a medical prob- marijuana? Probably not. Not uh, unless if, you're in a state like yeah, if it's like if they have a registry, they, if they have an internal registry, that'd be the only way. But again, my fear there would be if you ever had to use that. And it is discovered that you have either a medical or recreational marijuana card. Um, you open yourself up to that prosecution. So somebody uh, breaks into my house. I've got this medical marijuana prescription, uh, but I haven't told anybody I've got this firearm. Uh, they go to kill my child. I shoot them first. I'm in trouble. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially, yes. Well, I mean, that'd be similar to in New York. A guy used somebody else's firearm for self-defense, and they prosecuted him because it wasn't his firearm. Unlawful possession because it was not his uh, legally owned. It wasn't registered to him. Yeah, yeah. There is something seriously wrong uh, when we go to this extreme. Uh, As a libertarian, I've often uh, uh, fought for uh, legalizing marijuana, but uh, when it just happens at the state level, uh, it's not quite enough. It's a little messy. Yeah. Uh, it should really happen uh, at the federal level. And, you know, it, and there are other su- subsequent, uh, and I don't want this to cascade into something uh, much bigger than uh, just the firearms, but you can't have a bank account um, mm-hmm. to your business, which means you're carrying a lot of cash, uh, and at the same time, you can't have a firearm. Yep. Um, I think these laws are just out of date, uh, and, they, and the federal government's got uh, to wake up to this and change it. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, if you've got questions, 874-9390. Uh, the toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, Megan is here from uh, Black Rifle. Pete's on board from uh, Rooster Industries and, and Black Rifle as well. Uh, and we'll try to answer your questions. Uh, we'll kick it off with Ken. Ken, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm good. And you? Doing well, thank hey, you. Hey, uh, got a hypothetical here. Suppose a, a, a doctor uh, gives you a prescription for this medical marijuana, and you're on it for a little while, and you're, you've improved dramatically. So the doctor says, I don't think you need that anymore. So he, uh, you know, uh, takes away the prescription. So what happens then if, uh, if you have to defend yourself? You're no longer on this medication, yet it has been prescribed to you in the past. You'd be honestly able to say you're not addicted to it. Correct. Yeah, Yeah, you are no longer a user of or addicted to uh, whatever substance. Uh, So if that is something that's going to take place in your life, what I would do is I would have that, you know, conversation with your doctor. Is this going to be a long-term thing? Is it going to be a permanent prescription that I take for the rest of my life? And if not, if you want to comply with the law, uh, you can 
you know, turn your f- firearms over to a, a family friend for safekeeping for the duration of the time that you're on this medication or using medicinal marijuana. And then when you're no longer using it and you pick up your guns and go back to what you were doing. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that would have uh, repercussions, you know, being used, uh, had been prescribed as medical, ma- medical marijuana at one time. So I was just uh, kind of curious. All right. Thank you for the call, Ken. Good question. Uh, John, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you this morning? Pretty good. Yes, sir. I got a question. How would that work if you have a house that has a medical marijuana and you have marijuana in the house, but you have a concealment carry? How would that work? So my wife is using medical marijuana. Uh, I own a firearm. Is that what you're asking? Then what happens to my yes. firearm? Yes. Like the, if they came into your house or whatever. The argument could be made that she would have what's called constructive possession of a firearm. Um, That would be really, really hard for a prosecutor to uphold. Um, I I don't really think that that would be an issue. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. So, um, do I have to keep the firearm... Uh, away from, you know, locked up when it's not on me if my wife is on medical marijuana? Uh, For basic safety concerns, yes, I would say yes, absolutely. If it's not going to be on your person or in your direct control, I am a huge advocate of having firearms locked and only available to uh, lawful users or lawful possessors. Um, So if that means that your wife has a key to the gun safe, well, um, tell her to get rid of the key for a little while. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael says, uh, I have my CCW permit and occasionally use marijuana. Could I lose my permit because of this? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no one defends the Constitution from enemies domestic. The government is tyrannical, full stop. Uh, In a lot of ways, I agree with that wrong. statement. Yeah. Uh, Nathan says, uh, on a related note, CBD oil... May have some restrictions. Military members cannot use CBD oil. My unit was just reminded about this this past week. Yeah, that's true. I saw, uh, I believe it was from the Army. I believe it was an Army unit memo that came out and said uh, essentially exactly that. You know, you. it doesn't matter what state law is. You are a member of the United States military under federal law, under the Uniform Code of Military Justice, and you are not allowed, period, in any way, shape, or form to use any uh, cannabis products or cannabis-based products or anything of that nature. So, yeah, absolutely, that's that's uh, the stance the U.S. military has taken as well. Uh, Bob, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you this morning? Good, fine. Okay, this may be a little different. What if I had the license? For a dispensary, but I did not partake, although I sold it. Could I still be able to keep my permit? Well, that's an interesting. Uh... That is a tricky question. If so, I'm not sure. Um, there's a there's kind of two parts that come to mind. One is for the NICS check for the 4473. It specifically states user, user. of or yeah. addicted to. However, the other thing that comes to mind is. Are you in possession of what is still a federally controlled substance and a firearm? And so while you may be compliant with uh, state statutes and, and uh, state laws, I th- 
I'm 99% sure that would still be a violation of federal law. Okay, just wondering. Bye. All right, Bob, thank you. John, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Yeah, uh, thank you, Gary, for taking my call. I, I only just got out and listening to you, and I just want to see if I understand this, and this is to do with marijuana, and if you have a CCW or a gun, that's an issue to where you could lose your license. I mean, does that, uh, you lose your license because of alcohol, opiates, some psychotic problem too then, or, or is it just marijuana? Any, any controlled substance. Uh, alcohol becomes an issue in the state of Missouri if you are drunk, in possession of a firearm, and you do something criminal. Brandishing, assault, etc., etc. Uh, but yes, any, any controlled substance, not only could you lose your CCW, you could open yourself up to uh, uh, federal felony prosecution. Okay, so it's kind of one of the same things. To me, I mean, because law enforcement can't protect you unless it happens. Um, so, huh, seems to me that uh, until they catch you with it, it's the same thing. But uh, it's just a, an attack on something. I think that's really unnecessary uh, to be doing that, uh, especially with the psychological problems. Yeah, uh, I, I absolutely agree. John, I got to run. I'm up against the clock. You got questions? We got answers. Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle. 25 minutes after the hour, and uh, Black Rifle is on board with us this morning. Brought in two firearms. We're going to get to those in just a minute. Megan, thanks for bringing those in. Of course. And then uh, Pete is here from Rooster Industries. <laughs> and, I'm awake. And uh, and Black Rifle, because uh, so he sometimes works down there. Uh, and uh, you were in law enforcement? Yeah, I spent uh, three and a half years as a commissioned law enforcement officer before I got a uh, job offer for a much higher paying position with a uh, private company. So I went and did that for a little while. And uh, you're also former military. Yep, former Marine Corps Infantry. Actually, you're never former military, though, are you? Or, uh, um, I, not a former Marine. I I say it because it's it's simple, uh, and it's a, it's a pretty simple explanation that people readily understand. I don't, in my mind, I am still a Marine. I always will be. I don't use the term former Marine when I think about myself. Um, no one told me that my oath has expired. No one told me that I no longer have to live by the same code. So, yeah, it's, uh, I am and always will be. Yeah, I got a, a friend of mine. Uh, he owns a, a body shop right down the street here, uh, Bill Rajewski. And uh, he, was, uh, he served in Vietnam, Marine. And he says, you know, that's it. I'm a Marine, period. Yep. Always, uh, and that's the way they—that's uh, the way they think about it. That's Perry Legend Auto Repair, by the way. Um, all right, so we were talking about medical marijuana and uh, your uh, firearms license, firearms ownership, uh, your ability to purchase from a licensed dealer, uh, and all those implications. And really, I heard some questions this morning that I've never heard before. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were really good questions. Yeah, uh, but if you still got any questions, uh, feel free to give us a call eight seven four ninety three ninety. Toll-free, 800-529-5572. I'm not sure. I'm going to start talking about a couple of these uh, firearms that you brought in. Uh, first, tell me what I'm holding here. What is this? That is a CZ-75B, and it is actually a Cold War commemorative model. Um, so, actually, all the markings are in Russian. Um, so, it's... it's what is the caliber cool. on this? Nine millimeter. It's a nine millimeter. Yep. Um you know, in many ways, it feels a little bit like uh, like a 1911 in some ways. Ish, yeah. Ish, uh, ish is yeah. I guess the um, the action is um, 
there. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, but the, just a little bit more trigger pull, a little bit more staging. Mm -hmm. But when it engages, it engages. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's clean. And that's what I like. I like that. And I love the uh, Russian markings and the Soviet uh, hammer and sickle on there. And I'm just wondering, I mean, has Antifa been lining up at the door to buy you out of those things? Because it seems like it would be right up there, Hallie. Sadly not. No? Nothing? No? Huh. Nothing. Well, Man. don't be surprised if Putin doesn't show up uh, looking <laughs> for this. But it really does have all of the markings. It's got a nice feel to it. I like the way it feels in my hand. Um, nine millimeter, how many rounds? Uh, 15? Yeah, it should be 15. 15 plus one. That'll hold off. Uh, 16 plus one. 16 plus one. All right, so that's that's pretty decent number. Math for Marines. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, it, and these are limited? Yeah, it's a limited run. Is, is she actually, am I, am I mistaken, or is she actually on her cell phone? Uh, Sending Brian the pictures. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> I have them. So she you. was technically working. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she was on her yes. phone. She's on her phone. Got to multitask. Um, all right, so this got a great, and, and it, the, it's a nice, solid feel. And I imagine a 9 millimeter through a, a firearm that's about the same weight as a 1911. Yeah, all, all metal frame. Uh, that would be real easy to get back on target with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to shoot like a dream. Super smooth, very low recoil impulse, very controllable. Has a real nice feel to it. I like the sights, too. Uh, they stand out really uh, 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 making it easy. Now, have you have you played with this at all? I have Pete? not. I haven't gotten an opportunity to. That's because I've been hogging it. <laughs> now, if this were if, if this were Scott Van Kirk, he'd have had it apart by now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hold off because this one is a little more in depth to take apart, and I don't want to mar the finish. Normally, it's you know my my. Don't uh, stop, Scott. He'd well, have it no, apart. Yeah. It'd be like springs all over the place. Yeah, but he has you know he's got those great. Scott big... also wouldn't mar the finish. That's yeah, true. He I use be... hammers for yeah. a lot of things or rocks, <laughs> Scott. You if you're listening. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. anyway, I want you to go through that. Brian, what do I, I've got to uh, get the news, uh, get us up to date, uh, and then I'll have you go through that, and uh, then we'll talk about this other one. We've got a couple of other stories we want to get to. You're listening to Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle. 35 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Pete in uh, from uh, Rooster Industries. <laughs> And what in the world? Turkey? Tur turkey. Really? Is that a turkey? <laughs> no, I know, turkey. What a, I know what a turkey sounds like. I'm just wondering where you came up with turkey. Uh, rooster Industries. Brian. Any rooster. Any fowl will we'll do, I guess? <laughs> they, have better. they say a bird in the hand. Um, all right. So uh, we also uh, have Megan in from, from Black Rifle. She brought in this uh, neat firearm. And, and Pete's going to go through it and talk about it. Tell us what he sees. So one of the things I really love about the CZ-75 um, series is you get the same, like Gary was saying, you get the same feel of a 1911, but you also have the ability to shoot double action instead of just single action. So you do get the hammer down, long, full trigger press. Uh, so a lot of people don't like to carry around in the chamber with a single action pistol, even though they are designed to safely do that, they think that short trigger hammer back is kind of a safety concern, um, whereas for me, that's a training issue, not a hardware issue. Uh, but I really like the ability to decock and, and go to a double action pull should I need to. 16 plus 1, great capacity, and a 9 mil uh, 
plus P jacketed hollow point out of this thing with a 16 plus one capacity. This is a, a really excellent uh, choice for either self-defense or duty uh, if you were going that direction. Uh, the other thing I like is this actually has... Um, what I call halfway low light sights. So these are charged by ambient light and they will glow for a, a short period in the dark. Um, if they don't glow anymore, you can blast them with a flashlight and light them back up again and then you're all good to go. Uh, smooth front strap, smooth back strap. You could add checkering to the front strap and back strap if you so choose. But yeah, very, very comfortable. No real hard edges, even though it is an all steel gun. So nice weight. You're not going to get burrs or anything if you're carrying, uh, not going to wear through your clothes or your holster. Yeah, excellent piece. Really like it. I, I think what we should do is we should have uh, Scott come in with Pete and each review a firearm, Ooh. and then we'll grade them, see who's I better. I like it. Sure. Yeah, that would be Let's fun. Let's do that. Because they're both pretty good at it. Challenge yeah. accepted. <laughs> All right. Van Kirk, are you listening? We're putting you up to it. <laughs> All right, and here is the other firearm that uh, that came in. This is really cool. The SIG P365XL. So the 365 was released as a very, very small, compact uh, 9mm carry gun, but still a double stack magazine. And so the 365 original version uh, actually carries substantially more rounds in the same basic footprint as what is my carry gun, which is a, a Smith & Wesson M&P Shield mm -hmm. in 9mm. Yeah, the original 365, the closest comparison to it is actually the Glock 42, which is a little itty-bitty 380 that's not too small, but for a Glock, it's small. Um, so that was the big thing when the original 365 came out last year is that's its closest comparison, but you're getting 9mm and 10 rounds in a flush fit mag. And then they came out with the XL, which is going to be a little bit longer of a barrel, a little bit longer of a grip. So you're getting actually 12 rounds flush yeah, out of that one. This has true uh, tritium charged night sights and it is optics ready. So there is a panel on the top of the slide where you can mount a red dot should you choose. Um, and the thing I like about it is with that, it's a very small gun, but I don't have the smallest hands and I can still get a full five finger master grip on this pistol and with a long enough with, with a slightly longer barrel you have a nice long sight radius so you can make those more precision 25 yard shots if you need to yeah really excellent choice for a carry gun lightweight composite polymer frame uh sort of a new trigger profile it's a mm -hmm. flat face trigger but it is it is canted slightly forward so the what is what i consider the toe of the trigger that that flat face is not vertical. The toe of the trigger is kicked out in front. So, um, and trigger press is about what you would expect. Maybe a little better out of a new in the box safe action style pistol. Mm -hmm. uh, how how challenging is it to chamber uh, that firearm? If if somebody has um, weak, mm, slightly less effort than like a standard Glock. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, if you have some hand strength issues or uh, maybe an injury or something like that, there's, you have uh, front slide serrations and rear slide serrations, plenty of purchase to get a hold of that gun. Um, don't use a slingshot method. Use the wrap over the top of the rear sight method and then punch with your dominant arm instead of trying to use weak muscles to pull. So, yeah, absolutely doable.
All right. So on this uh, CZ, how much? Six ninety nine. That's a that's not a lot bad. of firearm for six ninety nine. Yep. Um, and uh, the other one. Five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. Yep, and Less if you're expensive. wanting wanting the original version, we do also have that little guy for four ninety nine. Really? Yep. Honey, I'm Those sorry. I still have your credit card. Oh boy. I'm not gonna <laughs> be there when that happens. I'm not being blamed for that. <laughs> somebody somebody is gonna be spending some money. Oh, let's see what we got here. Okay. Um all right, eight seven four ninety three ninety, the toll free number is eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Now, are you heading out to a Black Rifle when we get off the air, man? Yep, I sure will be. So those will be available. And on this uh, this Russian, this is there's only one per store. Yeah, so I was only allocated one from our distributors. So I don't know how limited of a run it is. Um, they may have just gotten a small batch, and that's why we were only able to get one. Unsure, but it is a limited run. Yes, it is such a neat fire. Has such a neat handgun. I really like the way that thing feels. And for that kind of money, that's just a lot of firearms. Yeah, you're getting your, do I dare use the pun, you know, a lot of bang for your buck? Yes. Oh, my Always God. use that pun. Am I going to be welcome back? After oh, that? my <laughs> God. You didn't do that. I had to. I'm a dad now. I got to use my dad oh, jokes. Jeez. Yeah. All do. right, so those will be available. Uh, and I would, uh, it, really, if you're interested at all in that one, I, I, I'd go down there and get it today because... Um, if it's a limited run and you don't know what the future holds, that's going to move fast. That's yeah. going to move. And if you want something similar to that and that maybe doesn't fit the bill, we've got plenty of other options. Um, we even just last night near close took in a near new SIG 226 Enhanced Elite on Ooh. trade. Um, so we've got a lot of options from something full size that big to all the way down to Ruger LCPs and Beretta Bobcat 22s. Uh, let's get a call in from Marlon. Marlon, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary and Guns. How are you this morning? I'm great. Hope you are as well. We are indeed. And uh, just was hoping to uh, relay something that I hear and I've heard in the past and heard it today. Would there be some way you could change your uh, wording from play to handle when you talk about looking at these guns? Uh, I'm not politically correct, and I don't think it has that much impact. So no, I, I, I wouldn't. <coughs> I try to, especially being a dad. So yes, um, I, I, I am slowly updating my lexicon uh, and my phrasing for uh, more kid-friendly uh, terms. But I'm here every week, and he's not. So yeah, that's as, as not going to be a politically correct response on my part. Uh, I understand what you're saying, but I, I just don't think it makes a difference. The anti-gunners are anti-gunners no matter what. Uh, and they don't care how delicately you phrase it, they'll be ob uh, objecting to it. Right, but you don't, in my opinion, you wouldn't want to give them an excuse to say, well, he said he's playing with this gun, and have you played with this gun? Would uh, handle this gun, or have you handled yeah, this? See, it doesn't make a difference. If I said handle this gun, they'd still hate it. Yeah, they're uh, still going to pick something apart. They're, they're never going to be happy, so I'm not going to cater to them. All right, I understand what you're saying, though, Marlon, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, glad to have you on the uh, Gary and Guns program. Uh, there is a uh, suit out in California, uh, and we'll give you the details of that next as we wrap it up. Gary and Guns, 93.98. And it is uh, 55.050 minutes after the hour. Megan is in from Black Rifle. 
Uh, give people in Columbia an idea how to get to uh, Black Rifle, Megan. When you hop on I-70, go to exit 103 in Boonville. So that's the second Boonville exit. It's also the middle exit. She takes all the fun out of it. When she I does. do. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Pete is in from Rooster Industries <laughs> as well as uh, from uh, Black Rifle. Uh, out in California, they passed a law. This really is, it strikes me as a useless and uh, somewhat stupid law, but uh, they're, they made it so that if you wanted to buy ammunition, uh, you had to get a background mm-hmm. check. And um, I mean, it just seems so, so foolish. Uh, if I can get to the border, yeah, I'm going to buy all the ammo I want. Well, it's just going to... Apparently, they are watching people that are doing exactly that um, because per their new law, you cannot import ammunition unless you go through a dealer into the state. Yeah, but I... So you are violating that, and they're going after people. I'm not saying anybody that I know of has been arrested or prosecuted for it, but it is a potential. I'm not surprised. But I mean, the amount of man hours you would have to burn... Uh Uh-huh. To track that, you would have to look at individual lot numbers and see where they've come from, which is not all that simple of a process. I mean, yep. they ha- they would have to spend tons of money just to follow up. If I went and bought a pallet of ammo in Nevada. But if they catch you driving back with it, you're SOL. That's the thing. Well, it's California, so I wouldn't be surprised if there are checkpoints. Uh-huh. Papers, please. Unbelievable. Yeah, and those the background checks that you have to do, it's a dollar every time you do it, unless you don't, you own something that's not on the California registry. So depending upon when you purchase it, you may not have something that's currently on their registry. Nineteen dollars. Good lord. Per you know, check, there, and there it can take up to ten days for it to come back. There are states that I do not ever want to live in: California, Illinois. New York, um, DC. Well, it's not a state, but well, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, but that's I on would. my list. Yeah, we actually have a, a customer that comes through that is a California resident, truck driver, um, that stated he was actually denied on an ammo background check because they spelled his name wrong, and he had to go somewhere else to start the process over. But they don't tell you why you're denied for it. He just caught it. I. Uh I, I just find it hard to believe that it's going to have any impact on the bad guys. It's not. Because bad. I don't care if law enforcement is checking the border. The bad guys are going to smuggle it in. Because mm-hmm. if law enforcement can't stop them from smuggling in marijuana and drugs, well, it's no longer a problem in California, but, but other drugs, they're not going to be able to stop this. Not a chance. No. So the bad guys will be armed to the teeth and have enough ammo to, to take out uh, Sacramento and every person in it. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the good guys... Won't. I got to wait 10 days and pay, you know, if I'm buying a box of ammo, I have to pay a 100% tax on it. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. They're trying a couple of different things in California. One of them is to try, I think, to drive uh, uh, any retailer of firearms and ammo out Mm -hmm. of business. Yeah. They're following suit like Illinois did. Because Illinois changed laws with licensing requirements and the amount that you have to pay to have your FFL, and it's knocked a lot of dealers out of business because they can't can't afford can't it. afford it, uh, and they think that's a mile marker. That's a milestone for them. They're actually happy about businesses going, you know, mm-hmm. going under. 
Um, so something about increasing the unemployment rate, uh, lost revenue, and and the loss of, and all that that seems to make Democrats happy. Uh, I find that troublesome. But an affiliate of the National Rifle Association apparently has asked a U.S. judge to block the new law that requires the background checks for anyone buying ammunition in California. Uh, it's the California Rifle and Pistol Association, uh, and they asked San Diego-based U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez uh, to halt the checks and the related restrictions on ammunition sales. Uh, this, according to uh, Fox 40 out there, uh, the voters apparently approved tightening California's uh, already strict firearms laws in 2016. Uh, these restrictions took effect on July 1st. And by the way, knowing that they were uh, not going to kick in until July 1st, if I lived in California, I would be buying out prior to that. Everything. Every that's, that's what a lot of dealers said. They were getting sold out of everything that they were getting in because people were stocking up beforehand. Gun Owners Association challenged the ammunition background checks in a lawsuit filed last year and on Monday asked for an injunction uh, they allege that it violates the Second Amendment right to bear arms. The lawsuit has been joined by out-of-state ammunition sellers and California residents, including Kim Rhodes, uh, who uh, has won six Olympic shooting medals and is trying to become the only person to win seven medals at seven consecutive games. You can imagine what a pain in the arse mm -hmm. that must be. Yeah. Even as a visitor of California with this, you can't purchase ammunition because you're not in their registry. Um, so I, I, I already see the problem with it not functioning to accomplish uh, what they want. Uh, in fact, it, you know, the irony of these laws is that not only does it not function the way they want it to work, it actually works against. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, it makes it worse for law abiding citizens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's, what is surprising to me is not that, um, Democrats are putting these laws forward, and not that California is passing these laws. Um, that That's sort of become the, the status quo for them. What does surprise me is that California voters are apparently completely blind to the fact that none of these laws have reduced their crime rates. They don't care. I know the politicians don't, but it surprises me that the voters don't seem to care. You know, it's interesting that you mention that because I think nationwide, um, the majority of Americans are not anti-Second uh, Amendment. I'd agree with that yeah. statement. Absolutely. Uh, but in the state of California, they apparently are. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what does that mean? That means that some somehow, and I would suggest the public schools, because they're the ones who have access to the most kids, uh, have somehow brainwashed uh, a majority of the residents into believing that gun control somehow works. When there's literally no evidence to support that claim. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but they keep pushing for it. And you saw what happened in New Zealand. Uh, oh, yeah. Where they're mm -hmm. supposed to be turning in all their ARs. And, and they got like two? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's like 2% of the yeah. firearms there were turned in. Way to go, New Zealand. I love the drug dealers. I don't know if there's this motorcycle drug dealer. Yeah, it was game. A, a gang. There yeah. was like, no, nope, sorry. We're not doing that. That just makes us more vulnerable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, oh. if they're out not declaring they're not doing it, then who is? I mean, here's the Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy, here's your sign. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? You know things are bad when there's a gang going to the news yeah. about something. Yeah, willing to say, hey, no, <laughs> we're not playing that game. That'll make us, that'll make us vulnerable. Unbelievable. 
I was uh, there was a uh, an explosion. Uh, this was, I think, in Mogadishu. Uh, there was actually an American diplomat in this building. Uh, it was their city hall in the city, and and um, he actually want, the target was the American diplomat. Uh, but this uh, terrorist went in with a bomb and exploded it and uh, hurt the mayor. Didn't kill him, but seriously injured him. And of course, missed the American diplomat. Thank God, completely. But what I noticed when the camera showed the front of the building, they had a no guns allowed sign and a painting, a picture of a, a profile of, of an AR-15. And I thought they would have been so much safer if they had simply put another sign up right above that that said no bombs allowed. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, at least he at least he did abide by that regulation. He yeah, didn't bring he didn't bring a gun yeah, in. It's true. Yeah. Uh, he was a, a nice... <laughs> what a nice bad guy he was. Um, I don't know why these people buy into these arguments because they always fall apart. But I thought it was uh, kind of fun that they had a sign up there that said, no guns allowed, uh, when the guy walks in <laughs> strapped with a bomb. I, it, it's, it's humorous to think how stupid it is. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately so. And they believe it. Uh, you guys are closed tomorrow at Black Rifle? Correct. Closed every Sunday. But you're open Monday through Saturday? Yep, 10 to 6. 10 to 6. All, all it, uh, Now, do you guys have summer hours? Nope. Nope. Same hours. Same hours. Yep. Well, you do have summer hours. Yeah. They're just the same as the winter That's hours. That's true. Just trying to help you. Though. <laughs> <laughs> and and if somebody wants to buy something, um, uh, they, can they go on your website and make sure a Sure can. Yeah. And all they got to do is come in and fill out the next check and... Yep. Yeah, we actually have an option on the website that you can select ship to store, so you're not paying shipping or anything additional on that. Come on in, do the paperwork, knock it all out. All right. Uh, one more question, and, and then uh, we're going to be clean out of time. If I wanted to sell, for instance, uh, a PETA firearm of mine, and I wanted to do a NICS check, could mm -hmm. I go down to Black Rifle Absolutely and do that? can. Yeah, don't, uh, don't risk selling to a stranger uh, without doing that background check. Pete, thanks for stopping in. You are very welcome. Great to have you in, and, and Doc was great, too, especially this last half hour. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Megan, Black Rifle, thank you. Whatever thank it is you. in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming